Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. The strike uh, of more than 7,000 workers at ports across the province is in its fourth day after talks between the two sides stalled yesterday afternoon. The two parties are at odds over issues including automation, the use of contract work, and the cost of living for workers. About 20 minutes ago, I've been working the phones all day today, about 20 minutes ago, I was able to get a general sense of uh, what is being asked for by the Longshoremen's Union, the ILWU. And what I can say so far is what they're asking for is a wage increase of 11% in the first year and 6% the second year. So a 17% wage increase over two years, they're also looking for an $8,000 inflation-adjusted allowance, a one-time allowance. There's also something they call retirement payment account. Now, currently, longshoremen receive $81,000 upon retirement, and they have to uh, at least have worked 25 or at least provided 25 years of service to get that full amount. So that's $81,000. They're asking for another 10000 over two years uh, as part of that. So that would bring the, um, uh, the number up to $91,250. Now, the all these numbers that I provided you in regards to wages and benefits, the total percentage increases in wages and benefits over the two years would be 21.8%, so quite significant. Now, I've said this before on day one of this strike, even as they were threatening a strike, and I'll say it again today. The true issue over the long term for Longshoremen is automation, and we'll be looking at that issue uh, at the four o'clock hour, but any strike has a huge impact on the amount of goods and services that uh, flow through our ports and ultimately to our businesses here in British Columbia. Joining me now to talk about the impact is Bridget Anderson, the CEO of the Greater Vancouver Board of Trade. Bridget, thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me, Jeff. Uh, I apologize for the long introduction, but I thought I'd let folks know a little bit about the wages that are being requested behind closed doors. Uh, your thoughts, first and foremost, on the impact or what you're seeing or hearing already in regards to day four of this strike. Well, the Greater Vancouver Board of Trade has been sounding the alarm bells for for more than a week now when we saw that this could possibly end in this result. And we are very, very concerned. You know, you mentioned that there could be an impact on businesses in British Columbia, but we're talking about an impact on businesses and consumers right across the country. Any work stoppage will fan inflation and increase the prices also has such a significant impact on our supply of goods, which will end up hurting prices down the road. So, you know, we are very concerned and we are calling on the federal government to reconvene parliament and pass back to work legislation immediately. We cannot let this strike go on longer. Uh, so you're saying that you, you can't even wait a couple more days or the business community can't wait a couple more days or do you think it's already time to get these folks back to work? It is time to get back to work right now. You know, any further delay of even a day or two will have an impact that takes time to unwind. We have a situation where we've got cargo shipments that are backing up. We've got a situation where cargo shipments uh, are being diverted, could be diverted more in the future. And that could be a permanent measure, not a temporary measure. And any kind of uh, stoppage in or disruption in the supply chain 
ends up impacting prices, not just for businesses, but businesses then often have to pass them on to consumers as well. And this comes at a time, as we all know, that we're really struggling with a lot of issues around inflation, affordability issues for businesses and individuals. So this is a really precarious time. And any kind of work stoppage will just further fuel the flames on this. Now, earlier this year, there was a a report from the World Bank and S&P Global Market Intelligence um, and they said that the container port performance index, which I guess just basically uh, gauges the efficiency of ports and the ability to get goods and services moving through those ports, um, Vancouver came at uh, came out at number three hundred and forty seven out of three hundred and forty eight. Uh, I mean, we're almost dead last in regards to efficiency and the ability for cargo ships to get in and out and unload their their uh, their cargo. Uh, does that concern you as as a business leader? What do you think needs to happen here? Yeah, I read some of that report as well, Jazz, and I think there's a few things that are important to remember that we have been suffering from supply disruptions for some time due to the pandemic. At the same time, ports all along the West Coast, both in Canada and the U.S., have had some situations that they've been dealing with around labor disruptions and some other um, factors as well, which means that cargo shipments have already been diverted to other ports. And when that happens, that could be temporary or it becomes permanent because it's an easier and more efficient port to get in and out of. So that's one of the reasons why we say this is a really precarious time of recovery due to the pandemic and supply chain issues that have been uh, impacting the port for some time. And if you even strip out COVID. I mean, if you think about the floods and, and all of those kinds of factors that really impacted port operations as well, mm-hmm. we need to just make sure that our supply chains stay open and goods continue to move for businesses and for in- individuals, but also for Canada's international reputation as a stable trading partner. Mm-hmm. Now, I was watching some footage yesterday uh, about uh, the uh, Long Beach port uh, just outside of Los Angeles. They had about 600 longshoremen laid off because of automation. It was actually... Mm-hmm fascinating to watch this technology of containers being taken off put onto these um move these machines that move them but there's no human beings it's all automated and these vehicles will stop wait for the other vehicle to pass by it's quite the ballet on at this port as you're watching all this happen but there are very few human beings actually working there i saw the same sort of thing in a video uh, from the rotterdam port the 10th largest the 10th busiest in the world and most busiest in europe um do you think the vancouver port needs to head in the same direction of full automation to increase efficiencies, even if that means the laying off of longshoremen over the medium and long term? Well, I think we're all kidding ourselves if we don't think that automation is going to impact all of our jobs, regardless of what industry or sector that we are in, even you and I, Jazz. (laughs) And so, you know, I'm not going to comment on whether the port should be looking at automation or their operations or how that might impact workers. But the truth is, is that automation is impacting all of us. And so we all have to grapple with that and figure out how we are going to create new jobs and also ensure that technology doesn't outstrip uh, individual productivity and that we can ensure the two can balance together. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it is a really difficult time in a lot of these industries where automation has had a bigger impact than perhaps in journalism or in some other areas of business. 
but it's coming. It's coming down the pipe, and we all have to be ready for it. Yeah, and, and I don't necessarily disagree with regards to you can't hide from technology. I mean, nobody provided the same sympathy to bank tellers when there's Interact uh, and, mm-hmm. and online banking or travel agents, many other professions. But do you think, shouldn't there be a bit more time for longshoremen to, to negotiate a deal that is, for, for them, beyond the wage increases, provide some sort of surety and protect certain jobs and he can't just do that over four days of negotiations it may take a few more days it may take another week and we should let that process play out rather than have uh, the government stepping in and uh, and then legislating them back to work we take a broader view of how this uh, dispute is impacting businesses and consumers and we do believe in the negotiating process and think that's an important process to continue but because we are already facing such a precarious and fragile recovery, we can't afford to wait a few days or another week, which could have significant long-term impacts if a labor dispute continues. I mean, we're talking about rising prices, we're talking about fanning inflation, but we're also putting hundreds, if not thousands, of jobs at risk as well. And so that's why we're calling on the federal government to intervene, because this will have, could have long-term significant impacts on our economy throughout Canada mm-hmm. and also impacts our international reputation as a stable trading partner. And when those things happen, then other countries look for other stable trading partners. And, and that's why we're saying you need to act now. Bridget, thanks for your time today. I really appreciate it. Thanks, Jazz. Appreciate it.